Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online knows you might not be able to get out to a game this year, but you can still get in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head on over to Bet Online today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. <laughs> well, well, well. How about them apples, kitties? Uh, it's only been 56 days since the last time the Bears won a football game, uh, October 18th, with our week six win in Carolina to move to 5 and 1 until we finally ran into a team with far worse luck than we've had. Uh, this year with a worse offensive line with a worse defense uh, a more um, you know beat up roster uh, as far as injuries and COVID and suspensions and everything like that and the good news is we didn't eke out a win over this team we blew this team off the field which is exactly what we should have done uh, in this situation it's just that after what we've seen from our defense The last two weeks, you know how explosive Deshaun is. He's number two in the NFL in passing yards coming into this game. You just thought that with how poorly our defense has played and protected the field uh, the last couple of weeks against Stafford and Rodgers, well, Deshaun's in the conversation with those guys as being one of the elite or going to be one of the elite going forward, uh, you know, in the future of the NFL here that, uh, you know, he would find a way to – you know, put points on the board to to, to beat the Bears. Uh, when the reality is his offensive line, aside from Laramie Tunzel, is an absolute mess. He doesn't have the supporting cast that uh, he would have, say, if this game took place like five weeks ago uh, at the beginning of this losing streak for us. But uh, nonetheless, um, you know, we put our foot down on their throat from literally the first play uh, on offense and didn't take it off. Uh, for the rest of the game, at least not defensively anyway. I'll complain about the offense later, but uh, which is going to sound funny because we won by 29 points. But nevertheless, let's go ahead and dive in. It's the Week 14 Bear Up and Bear Down episode of the Bears Talk Underground, so let's get to it. What is it about those throwback 1936 uniforms that brings out the best? And our beloved, two of our best wins from last year over the Vikings and the Cowboys came wearing those uniforms and our most definitive three phases work together victory of this season comes the one time we wear those uniforms as we stomped a mud hole into Deshaun Watson and the, uh, I was going to say Dallas, Houston Texans to get our first win since mid-October. What's going on, everybody? Week 14, bear up and bear down. Uh, episode and uh, you know it was one of those carefree just sit back and enjoy the game 
uh, type Sundays. We haven't had one of those in a really long time, uh, not since those other two games I just talked about, uh, that we could just really kind of have a carefree day where we just watch the Bears put their foot in someone's ass and just kind of leave it there uh, all day long. It was a real pleasure to uh, to not worry and wonder uh, you know, when the other shoe was going to drop because Houston just kept dropping shoes all over the place, man. I mean, the moment I knew that this was our day and that Houston was perpetually screwed no matter what they were going to do, I don't remember when exactly it was in the game. I think it was in the second half. Um, but, I mean, obviously we were up 30-7 to seven, uh, at halftime, so, you know, the, a lot of evidence to support that this was going to be our day to go into it. But... The, the moment that I knew that that um, Houston was absolutely snake bitten was um, was in the I believe it was the third quarter um, where uh, the, the one where the Bears had the goal line stand. And, you know, I think the first play of the of the Texans being in the in the red zone, Deshaun Watson throws a perfect pass to a wide receiver who is wide open in the corner of the end zone. He loses the ball in the sun and it hits him in the shoulder where, you know, he was expecting it to hit him in the chest. He loses it in the sun. It bangs off of him on the shoulder. You know, it it, it in live. It looked weird. You know, like, did that happen? It just it looked like a Madden glitch or something like that. It didn't look like it happened in real life. And when they showed the replay, sure enough, you know, he's staring directly into the sun that ball bounces right off his left arm as opposed to where he was expecting him to hit him in his hands or in his chest for an easy, easy touchdown. He was so wide open, it was ridiculous. But, uh, you know, that was it. And then <laughs> they had some bad plays, and, you know, um, Watson bangs his elbow off of somebody's helmet and had to go out for a few plays, and we sack him on fourth down to shut down the the whole process. They had an eight-and-a-half-minute drive in the third quarter where they walked away with nothing. That's where I was like, okay. So I didn't worry it at all in the fourth quarter. This thing is sealed up. There, you know, Houston just doesn't have it uh, today. Uh, or more importantly, we do have it today. So I'm just gonna go ahead and chill and and enjoy this fourth quarter, regardless uh, of what happens. We're up 33 to seven. We got this. We can go ahead and put it in cruise control now. So, but um, you will hear the knee jerk reactions tomorrow on the review episode uh it's going to sound like nitpicking because of the point differential uh and and what have you but uh still have some beef with the offense uh, especially in the second half i mean just throughout the game in general to be completely honest with you um you know the, the offense played great mitch played great he's got bragging rights over deshaun that he won a head-to-head matchup not only did he do that uh they won convincingly uh, uh, in that uh, in that fashion, uh, Mitch was was near perfect uh, today. No interceptions, no turnovers, no really, you know, and and actually no like questionable throws. Not like the ones he had. Uh, he had a couple last week, one that should have been picked off, and you know there were a few throws that he uh, that he missed. There really wasn't any like you know, oh come on, Mitch, kind of throws that I can recollect as I'm sitting here recording this. So. Uh, you know, I thought Mitch played fantastic. Obviously, Montgomery, uh, you know, got that things kicked off for us. Allen Robinson uh, was really good. So we'll dig into the uh, to the awards. But what the hell with it. Let's just go ahead and get rid of because I honestly thinking back on this, looking at the stats going over the game 
um, uh, game uh, recaps, the stats, and uh, and all that kind of stuff. Looking at the highlights to get another pass at the game, I really only saw uh, one or two, one person slash two people uh, that I wanted to complain about and give a bear down to, and that would be um, Bill Lazor and and Matt Nagy. And granted, uh, Lazor and Nagy put together a hell of a game plan. Uh, they, you'll, you'll hear me talk about a knee-jerk reactions tomorrow. They, they finally played the offense to Mitch's strengths. They rolled him out. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.com. Dot edu slash podcast. They got him moving out of the pocket, you know, a lot of short, quick throws and, and everything. And it just seemed like every time they tried to do a deep drop back, we got sacked, you know. So uh, that's on the offensive line and that's on them for, for keeping for, to keep trying doing that. It just doesn't make any sense. But, um, you know, Mitch had an outstanding day statistically, uh, but he had a lot of, uh, you know, high percentage, low risk throws and it was working. It worked. It you know we we scored thirty points in the in the first half and, and you know we were moving the chains and, and dominating time of possession uh, in the second half as well. So you know can't really complain overall with the game plan and everything that they did. My issue is this, and stop me if you've heard this one before. <sighs> David Montgomery and the running game. Period. Okay, like I said, now today it's going to sound like Nick picking because we just scored 36 points. Mitch had his best game probably, you know, as far as top to bottom, looking like a good quarterback, looking like the guy we drafted number two overall to lead this offense. Today is the best day that Mitch has ever had. Okay. That aside, Montgomery started the game with an 80-yard touchdown run, and uh, he carried the ball 10 times for the rest of the game. Okay. And fundamentally, guys, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. Why? Because <laughs> when you are playing with a 23-point lead at halftime, when you're up by 26 at the end of the third quarter, or when you're winning by 29 as we were for most of the fourth quarter, you run the ball to shorten the game, to run out the clock, to protect your defense, and yet we come out, we're passing, passing, passing. First drive of the second half, we're up by 23 points. We passed on three straight plays. It was a passing. I mean, I think Smith scrambled for one of those downs, but pass, pass, pass on the first drive of the second half. Montgomery's not even on the 
friggin' field. I don't understand. It's like, you know, I, I just, I don't get it. Why are we throwing the ball? You know, our running back had 90-plus yards rushing in the first half. Why are we not doubling down on that? And Montgomery, if unless I missed it, Montgomery did not touch the ball at all in the third quarter. His first touches in the, sec, in the second half came like the first two plays of the first quarter. I think there was a run to Montgomery and then like a pass out of the backfield to Montgomery. Those were his first two touches of the second half. That is unacceptable, man. Honestly, it is it is beyond me what the what the hell we're doing on offense. I don't understand. It just, you know, I can I can see like in the first half the way things were clicking, man. We, you know, we we looked really really good uh, on offense in the first half. I mean, starting off with Montgomery running through a hole big enough to fit a tractor trailer uh, through 80 yards, barely touched on that 80 yards, proving to everyone he actually can take one to the house. He's got the speed to do it. And, um, you know, but it was like he only ran the ball maybe six, five more times in the first half. Uh, and, and in a way, I can I can accept that because Mitch was playing so well because we were working to his strengths, a lot of bootlegs, a lot of rollouts and things like that, a lot of short, high-percentage passes that were really, really working uh, for Mitch and, you know, for the offense. We rattled off a ton of points there in the second quarter. 23 points we scored in the second quarter, including a safety, but three touchdown drives for the Bears uh, in the, in that second quarter. So, you know, overall, you know, Laser and, and, and Nagy also get a bear up for their – for their game plan and the offense that they put together, but it's just like, like, like they like they forgot what happened last week against Detroit. I mean, and that was only a ten point lead, and we decided to come out pass, 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 and we opened the door for for the Lions to come back and catch us and pass us. It cost us the game. I mean, guys, I know we haven't been talking about the playoffs during this whole losing streak, but you know the Bears aren't completely out of it. And if we hang on and win last week and then win again today, we're seven and six instead of six and seven. And we're we might actually be the seventh seed right now. The Vikings lost today. Uh, and I don't know how our tiebreakers or whatever work with Arizona, but we'd either be the first team in or the first first time first team out or we'd be the last team in right now. If we'd have held on and won last week, if we'd have played with our heads and let David Montgomery run the football to drain the clock, protect the defense, who really needed it last week. This week they were going, we sacked Watson seven times today. But, you know, last week we really needed the offense to control the game. And they did it in the first half, and then in the second half they they came out just trying to pass the ball, throw it around, do this, that, the other, keep the ball out of David Montgomery's hands for whatever reason. And, you know, what was really pissing me off is that when Montgomery did get his chances, the offensive line wasn't helping him, you know, because he got he had like four carries or something like that for 10 yards in the second half last week. Thanks, guys. You know, really, that's great. But, you know, it's like this is just it's something that's continually making me crazy as I watch this offense. Like you just have no sense whatsoever for a 
well, I can't really make that argument this week because Mitch was the hot guy this week. But, you know, sticking with the hot guy, uh, you know, well, the other thing was they keep taking Montgomery out of the game again. You know, like and every time I see that, I, I, I know it's a it's a much different football team, different circumstances in the whole nine yards. But every time I see Montgomery running the football and then they take him out, I think about one particular drive uh, for the Bears when Thomas Jones was our running back. And uh, it was a playoff game against the Seahawks in 06. When we went to the Super Bowl, there was a drive where Thomas Jones ran the ball nine straight plays and scored a touchdown at the end of the drive. We need to have a drive like that for Montgomery. We really do. you know. And there were a couple of plays on that nine-play drive where, where Jones maybe got a yard, you know, that kind of thing. There were a couple in there. Otherwise, he was banging out for six. He got eight on the next one. Then he got 12, and then he got four. And, you know, like I said, there was a one-yard run and a two-yard run in there somewhere. But it was like a 60-, 70-yard drive, nine straight running plays that ended up in the end zone. And, and we don't have any drives like that for David Montgomery, you know. Not this year anyway. We had one. Remember last season, week 17, we had one drive where it's like we ran eight plays and there were seven runs. And the last and the touchdown run was Montgomery and the offensive line pushing the Viking defense into the end zone. We should be doing that at least once a game. At least once a game, have one of those drives where we do nothing but run the football and impose our will uh, on the defense, especially the last few weeks when our offensive line is actually playing better and giving ourselves a chance uh, in the running game. So, you know, like I, it's like I just can't wrap my head around what they're thinking. You know, <laughs> because in the passing game, if we drop the ball, the clock stops. You know, granted, we have these low, these high percentage uh, passes, these short passes that is basically like running the ball through the air uh, kind of thing. But in the event that Mitch is off target or the receiver drops it or like that poor bastard for the Texans, the sun gets you in your eyes and you lose the ball uh, and everything. When it hits the ground, the clock stops. And uh, when the clock stops, that gives our opponents more time to for the football for themselves and you know it's like I know we were playing with a much bigger lead today and this sounds kind of like a nitpicky complaint but if the Bears actually find their way into the playoffs this strategy is going to get us killed okay because right now number two in the NFC thanks to their loss and Green Bay's win is New Orleans and you know (laughs) New Orleans ate us up when we were actually playing good defense uh, six weeks ago, but uh, you know, like we, th- like God forbid, we come away with a lead in the second half, and then we come out passing, uh, you know, and every, it just, I, I'd, I'd break my television. Honestly, I would. I, I just, I don't get this, 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 this strategy or this mindset that Nagy and Laser are, Im, 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 you know, imposing uh, on the offense. Like I just, it makes no sense to me. And, you know, the three, four buddies that I text with and my dad uh, during these games, every one of them texted me, why are we why aren't we running the ball? Why are we passing here? We're up by 23, blah, 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 blah. It's just it's just it's it's an outpouring, you know, of the guys that I text back and forth with during uh, the game. Every one of them we're up 23. Why are we throwing the ball? Why did we pass on three straight downs to start the second half? That's, you know, and uh, Lance Briggs said it best last week. Nagy's going to naggy. So. There you go. That's my answer. Nagy's going to naggy. It doesn't have to make sense. He's going to do it anyway. So bear down to Nagy and Laser. 
if we make it to the playoffs, this strategy will get us an early exit from it. I, I guarantee it. I absolutely guarantee it. You know, well, it's, it's not working for us in the regular season. It lost us an, an easy uh, a game we should have easily won against Detroit last week. It will definitely lose us a football game against a uh, against a New Orleans uh, or a Green Bay or um, or an Arizona or a Seattle or or the Rams. You know, it's like the people we'd have to go through in the playoffs. These are teams we've already lost to. You know, we've lost to the Rams already. We lost to the Saints. We lost to Green Bay. Hell, we might lose to them again before we get to the playoffs if we make it. So, you know, we have to be better than we were the first time around playing those teams, and this strategy that we keep messing with is not going to get us there. So, anyway, let's. Uh, that's it for the Bear Downs, the one that I gave to Laser and uh, Nagy. Let's go ahead and thank our sponsors. Come back for the happy time with the Bear Ups and the game balls to the guys who actually deserve it. <laughs> the Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. BetOnline knows you might not be able to get out to a game this year, but you can still get in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head on over to BetOnline today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Support for the Bears Talk Underground also comes from Manscaped. The holidays are here. Have you made your wish list yet? Our sponsor today has the number one wished for gift of the year. Manscaped, the best in below and above the belt grooming. Manscaped is here to ensure you're taking care of your manhood and nose hairs with their new performance package. Ho, 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 fellas. Naughty or nice, tis the season to perform. You are in luck because the Manscaped Performance Package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle and makes for the perfect gift. Imagine opening an attractive box that says your balls will thank you with the most sought-after gadgets and scents a person could find. Included in this package is the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, which is waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. Look, guys, 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff, so why not use the best tools for the job here? This bundle also includes the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, the best trimmer on the market for your balls, butt, and body. The dads can't stop talking about this, the teens secretly buy this, and the women will love you for it. Tis the season to Manscaped, so get yourself, your dad, your brother, and friends the best package of all, the Manscaped Performance Package. And let's not forget their famous liquid formulations, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and the Crop Reviver Ball Toner to maximize your ball hygiene routine. Get the Manscaped Package now to receive their two free gifts, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. The performance package is the best value that Manscaped has to offer and is hot off the presses. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at at manscaped.com and use the code armchair. What are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds and make Santa proud. Thank you, Manscaped, for making our holes look sexy. And with that... Let's get back to the show. <laughs> All right. So now to the sunny side of the street and uh, bear ups for our beloved 
in this uh, overpowering victory by the Bears, 36-7 to uh, over Deshaun Watson uh, and the Houston Texans. Bear up right off the bat. Got to give it to David Montgomery. Uh, got the offense rolling with an 80-yard run on the first play from scrimmage uh, for the Bears on offense. Um, you know, and like I said, I've, I'm going to champion this kid until we finally do it. Maybe it's going to take a new head coach to finally run this kid uh, the way that, uh, you know, he should be uh, run to, you know, to use him the way he should be used and things like that. Um, it, it just it's it's so disappointing to finally see him get an offensive line that will give him these opportunities to show why he was one of the top backs uh, in in last year's draft to show why the Bears felt comfortable enough to make him a starter uh, as a rookie and uh, and everything and it just it it, it pains me to to see him not getting used and especially like in the last couple of weeks it's obvious this kid is playing with some kind of chip on his shoulder you know you saw it last week with the Lions and, and you guys heard me complain and curse and shout at the moon uh, about how he wasn't being used we weren't using him enough and like I love what Cordell Patterson was doing last week but half of those carries should have stayed uh, with Montgomery's like I understand you got a special section of the playbook for Patterson but Montgomery is playing like a beast and we should have been using him he should have had 25 carries last in last week's game instead he had 17 and six of which came in the second half when we really should have been re- wearing him down to the nub quite frankly uh, against the uh, against the Lions so um, I'm gonna keep saying it I'm gonna keep shouting it from the rooftops uh, until the Bears actually start using Montgomery the way that he should be used uh, uh, and everything else so it's it's disappointing uh, the way that he's being used and he's been doing the most with his opportunities uh, these last few weeks especially you know we had uh, and uh, a great night against uh, Green Bay he, he was solid last week again for the Texans I mean and not only is or excuse me against the Lions and not only is he putting up uh, big numbers running the football he's also uh, a terror in the passing game uh, as well you know it's like I can't stress this enough man the first guy never brings him down especially when he gets out into the open it's between him and some kind of him in a a corner or a nickel or a safety or something like that Montgomery's going to win that battle every single time Uh, you know there's no Steve Atwaters in this league anymore they're just going to come out and straight drill him uh, and put him down, um, you know, he's going to uh, make that first guy miss or he's going to run through that first guy and, um, you know, or make sure that he's dragging the first guy behind him when the second one comes up to help finish him off. So uh, bear up to David Montgomery. He was outstanding uh, today. Did not get used enough. 11 carries for a football game when you started off by running 80 yards for a touchdown is completely unacceptable, man. And that's why I spent, you know, 13 minutes complaining about Nagy and Laser uh, and, and not using him the way he should be used. It's making me crazy. So, uh, anyway, bear up to Cole Komet. Uh, four catches, 41 yards today. Imagine the kind of season Cole Komet could be having if we'd been using him like this all along. Instead of him ki- kind of being this December surprise uh, for us where last week he got more targets than he had practically the whole goddamn season uh, you know and, and rewarded us with a great football game in his first well not his first his second touchdown uh, of the season you know imagine what our offense would look like had we been using him like this from the beginning imagine what his stats would look like because going into the Detroit game he had eight catches on 13 targets for a touchdown that's a good football game for a tight end not three quarters of a goddamn season 
So, you know, I think we had he had like seven catches on six or seven targets or four catches on uh, five or six or seven targets uh, today. You know, and what I really love is like I love to watch Komet with the what I'd really like to know and uh, is how many of those were yards after the catch because Komet was catching like three yard passes uh, from from Mitch and turning them into like 10 and 12 yard uh, gains uh, and everything. So it's not like he was making a catch eight yards down the field and getting tackled immediately. He was making four and five yard catches and, and doubling up on the yards after the catch. And like I was talking about Montgomery, you know, most likely dragging a defender or two behind him to get those uh, extra yards. You know, it's like it's seeing what Cole Komet has been doing in this in these last few weeks has really kind of got me looking forward to 2021. And maybe when we have a head coach that, uh, you know, knows how to utilize the guys that he actually has, uh, you know, how much more fun that offense is going to be to watch uh, next year, regardless of who our quarterback is. Speaking of which. Bear up to Mitch Trubisky. Got to give the guy his love, man. He's uh, he's been playing really well since uh, coming back off of the uh, coming back off the uh, bench. You know, playing like he's got something to prove. And uh, despite the uh, mistakes that he made uh, against uh, Green Bay in, in trying to play a little bit of hero ball uh, against the uh, Packers, uh, Mitch has been playing very smart, very efficient uh, football. You know, I don't think it's going to save his job here in Chicago, but uh, certainly going to perk up some ears uh, around the rest of the league. 24 of 33, 263 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Quarterback rating of 126.7. Can't argue with that. Montgomery had 11 carries on 100, you know, 113 yards on 11 carries. I mean, he carried the ball 10 times in throughout the football game after running for 80 yards on the first play. So, you know, if that's all right with you, then we can't be friends anymore. Um, next up, uh, Darnell Mooney. Bear up to Mooney. I just love the heart that this kid shows. You know, uh, whereas last week, you know, to tell you the truth on it, man, if it's Darnell Mooney catching that pass that Allen Robinson ran out of bounds against the Lions, you know what Darnell Mooney does? Smallest guy on the field would have lowered his shoulder and run through the uh line to gain he would have gotten the first down montgomery is more not montgomery um robinson is more concerned with making you miss he's more concerned with getting out of bounds than he is about making any kind of contact mooney god bless him 178 pounds soaking wet smallest guy on the field will is not afraid to uh give you contact and he ran into tight space in the corner uh, of the field to make sure that he got himself in the end zone and he did uh, there in the uh, first half because he only had two catches for like 20 yards today but one of them was that touchdown and like I said he stuck his beak right there uh, in the hornet's nest to get it in the end zone whereas Robinson probably would have run out of bounds so you know bear up to Mooney I, I love that kid uh, bear up to another fifth round pick Bilal Nichols had a great game uh, today he uh, he had the he kind of got the bear started with the sacks because before before that, I was kind of getting crazy about how the Bears were getting home. Uh, you know, like I said, we sacked Watson seven times today, but actually for all the times that we had Watson dead to rights, we should have sacked him 12 or 13 times today. And that's not an exaggeration, guys. Go back and watch it. How many times did the colla- the packet, the pocket collapse on top of Watson only to have him 
literally run out of it you know and just you know kind of get away from us and everything it's we're so con- so more concerned with with like throwing him down than actually getting a hold of him and taking him down that uh, he kept slipping away robert quinn robert quinn had had watson dead to rights in the pocket gets his hands around watson's waist and tries to like sling him down and instead he kind of you know like almost like slingshots him away from himself uh you know and watson makes a play uh, off of it it's like you know, robin quinn can't buy a break this year he's an outstanding pass rusher um and uh you know i i, th- I think we're, we're stuck with him next year and and i'm hoping fingers crossed that um you know we weren't just uh his last money grab and uh you know he was past his last year with the cowboys when he led the team in sacks was his was his hurrah i'm hoping that we can get at least one good year uh, out of Robert Quinn and I'm you know like I said I'm looking forward to 2021 and the possibilities and, and what can be had uh next year so that's kind of how I'm making my way through this uh difficult to 2020 campaign but on to uh Bilal Nichols what the hell am I talking about everybody else for but uh you know Nichols had another sack today he got us uh he got us uh kicked off on the whole uh sack of palooza there uh and uh it was like that play and then the very next play Khalil Mack uh, comes in and polishes it off for uh for a safety so the 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 texans had two plays for minus 20 yards and a safety on that particular drive and it got kicked off by Bilal nichols sacking watson for an 11 yard loss and then mac coming back and finishing it up with a uh nine yarder to get him in the end zone for a safety so um you know uh, bear up to Bilal Nichols, and of course, bear up Khalil Mack. You know, and he had a very Khalil Mack kind of game uh, today. Uh, should have had more sacks than he uh, came away with. I think he only had the one uh, for the safety. But I mean, if you're going to have one, that's definitely one to have. But had a had that fumble recovery or that fumble, that forced fumble and fumble recovery. Unfortunately, the offense didn't do anything with it uh, there in the f- want to say first quarter. I want to say it was the it was the first quarter, yeah, but um, you know he was uh, in there. He was in Watson's face. He he had a very Khalil Mack type day, and uh, made the stat sheet with his sack and the forced fumble and fumble uh, recovery. Uh, bear up to Mario Edwards. Two big sacks for Mario uh, today, including the one that ended the uh, football game. What a punctuation for the defense on their performance. Uh, a one score performance that included a. Uh, a, a four down goal line stand you know literally from the one yard line the bears held firm and and turned the texans away with no points uh in that situation um you know and edwards had two big sacks and like i said including the one the last literally the last play of the game edwards sacks deshaun watson to uh to close out the uh ball game speaking of a guy that had two sacks bear up to roquan smith went ahead and then uh you know added to his total uh, for the year and uh you know it it showed it really actually showed like what this defense could have been this year if if we had an offense to back them up you know pagano had this big lead to play with and unlike last week where i thought he was I, you know if you compare the game side by side i know we're talking about two completely different teams with the texans and the lions and granted the Texans did this to the Lions, and that's what got Mass Patricia fired three weeks ago. But, um, you know, it just 
you look at the two teams side by side and you know we should have been doing this to Detroit last week when we had that two score lead we should have been getting aggressive and sending our linebackers sending the house at uh, Matt Stafford because as great a quarterback as Stafford is and, and, and everything he's not he's not immune to making mistakes under pressure he does it all the time so I mean he's not a turnover machine or anything like that but you get in his face, you hit him when he throws, he'll make the mistakes that most quarterbacks make in those types of situations. We should have been far more aggressive than we were. This week we were. You know, Pagano smelled the blood in the water and he sent the dogs after him. And, uh, you know, it paid off with seven sacks and I don't know how many turnovers we forced on the on the Texans, not including the, the special teams turnover that we had. Bear up Sheriff McManus for forcing that turnover. Just doing what Sherrick McManus does, <laughs> oldest guy on the team, still getting it done. Um, but, you know, it just, uh, you know, we forced the turnovers and and, uh, and everything. It was an outstanding performance from the defense, even though early on it looked like it was going to be the, t- the, uh, the Lions and the Packers all over again. You know, Watson was moving the ball down the field, uh, you know, put an early touchdown on the board to make it 14-7. And, uh, you know, but it was like after that we clamped down, we figured it out, and, we got after the Texans, starting with the, the sack of Palooza that Bilal Nichols kicked off for us, and then Khalil got the safety, and then we were off to the races uh, after that. So, But, um, you know, Roquan got two sacks in there, and uh, I guess bear up to Pagano. You know, his defense gave up a one-score game, had a, uh, no, you know, a, uh, a goal line stand uh, in there. Outstanding job from our defensive coordinator today. Uh, bear up Allen Robinson. Can't argue with it. Nine catches, 123 yards, a touchdown uh, on 13 targets. And, you know, he was uh, he was getting his catches in, even though a lot of them were, uh, you know, even though Mitch was doing a lot of the shorter throwing, the longer throws did go to Robinson, and Robinson came down with him. He even won a 50-50 ball today. I couldn't believe it. So uh, bear up to Robinson. I hate to sound so sarcastic, but he's lost almost every one of those 50-50 balls this year. It was nice to see him win a contested catch today. Uh, and then finally, bear up to Cairo Santos. Uh, like I said, it was a three phases kind of football game for the Bears and Santos adding to his total and making a really, really strong case uh, to be the one pro bowler uh, from the uh, from the Bears uh, this year. I mean, I, how many kickers are having a better year than Cairo's Cairo is having for the for the Bears right now? So, you know, I mean, I think I just talked about the other guy that will probably make the pro bowl for the bears and roquan smith but uh you know it's uh he's having a hell of a season like unexpectedly out of nowhere uh you know we can't, we brought him in as a camp leg and he could probably make the the pro bowl and he's gonna make a ton of money uh hopefully from us uh in the in in free agency because i'd love to hang on to santos the guys he's been it's been awesome like there's no anxiety whatsoever when santos is back to kick not like there was with Connor Barth or uh, you know anybody else and even Eddie Panero uh last year certainly with uh what's his name um I've forgotten his name but I don't want to remember it so Parky damn it I remembered it anyway so there you have it guys oh yeah by the way most valuable bear this week I went ahead and gave it to Mitch you know he uh he had to swallow a lot of crap this week taking all the questions about the you know him over Watson, uh, you know, debate and how that has worked out splendidly for the Texans and for the for the Chiefs with the guys that the Bears passed over and 
uh, and everything. He 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 took it like a soldier, man. He um, he really did. And then he came out on Sunday and uh, took care of business. You know, he outgunned uh, Watson, and he and his offense racked up 36. Watson could only manage seven, so it was an easy cakewalk victory for 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 Mitch and his you know face to face matchup with Watson and uh got the Bears their first win in the series against the Texans we hadn't beaten them in their short history yet we finally get a win uh over Houston and uh you know get us off our six game losing streak get us back in the win column and uh, I'm hoping this is something we can build on we got a winnable game next week against Minnesota then a very winnable game after that uh against the um Jaguars and then it all comes down to what if anything Green Bay is playing for uh week 17 to for basically how good of a chance do we have to win that one so I mean we have two winnable games uh in front of us we could be an 8 and 17 going into the into the final week of the season and uh we'll see what shakes out um and uh who knows but uh that's going to do it for bear up and bear down come on back tomorrow for knee-jerk reactions and a more in-depth analysis of today's ballgame. And uh, we'll break it all down for you. We will have Chris Gates back on the show later this week to preview Week 15 between the Bears and the Vikings in Minnesota, which turns out to be the season finale for the Vikings in their home game. So we still managed to be the last home game of the year for Minnesota. A point I'm sure that Chris and I will make a few times uh, when we talk. But uh, nonetheless, come back tomorrow. For the deep dive review, and until then, my name is Larry D, and this has been Bears Talk Underground.